We better figure out an intro soon because we're we're going. We're going. We're going with this. We're this going with here. Yeah, that'd be weird to travel up my own anus. Geeks on a table. What the fuck does that mean? Are they stripping? Are they dancing? <laughs> What's going on here? That was an intro. We, we have one of those things now. Yeah. Apparently. Sort Thank of. you, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I'm Tom. I'm Sam. So I've uh, I finally finished Spider Man. This weekend. Already? Yeah. Already. Within two weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a very long game. Uh, I don't I mean, I've already made my made my point of the uh, the models not being up to what I think should be standard, but... The par. Yeah. They didn't make par for the PS4 course. No. <laughs> no, they didn't. Uh, I It's... Like I said, the, the ones that are main characters, they did a, a much better job on, but the rest of them, I feel like, are very subpar. Outside of that, though, uh, being a comic book fan, I feel like they hit a lot of really great story beats. There was a lot of fan service to the comic books without it being a one-for-one story of any kind. Like, this is a whole new story. There was some really cool bits with Mary uh, with MJ, Mary Jane Watson, who is one of Peter Parker's love interests from the comics. Only um, one. Not the only one. One of. Only one. Only one. As in, she is only one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the you know, Gwen Stacy died. Mm. So she she comes back as a, as a clone or as a character from a different universe. Because a lot of people <laughs> think Mary Jane's the only one. Oh, yeah, no. People, yeah. I mean, because most of the generation, most people who've read him, are, that's who they, that's who he's been around for, for the majority of his publication. But if you go back far enough, there's Gwen Stacy, who was uh, the first love, as it were. But, uh, but MJ in this is super cool like she's not just a damsel in distress there's a couple of times where she's like that but there's also plenty of times where spider-man jumps in to save her when she was in the middle of doing something and then she completely you know berates him for it uh, justifiably and it was just some really cool dynamics there's a couple of story beat there's there's one big story beat at the very end that kind of surprised me I'll, I'll you know for people who are playing it i guess i won't spoil it but maybe some other time if you wanted to but yeah, it's, it's, there's some really good story beats, some really good surprises and twists in that game. Definitely worth picking up. That's good, because I, I feel like there hasn't been a good superhero game in a while. And it was needed. I'm trying to think of the last superhero game that actually came out other than like a shitty Superman game or any of that stuff. Well, the, let me say the last ones that probably, besides like things that are, are the ones that are based off of movies. Yeah. Uh, th- other than those uh, and Lego games... Which I really, I mean, I just count them as Lego games, not as superhero games. The only other one I can think of is, is the Batman games. Yeah, and the only other one other than that I was thinking of was Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and that's been a long That's time. even older than, than yeah, those. That, it's been other a than, long like, they time. re-released them more recently. But, yeah, the, the Batman Arkham games were, were good. I, I know the first two are good. The third one I heard was good as long as you could get it to run. I know that one it was plagued with all kinds. At least I know the PC one for a fact was plagued. Plagued with, with a lot of issues. It, yes, to the point where they actually pulled it. I think eventually they re-released it. Yeah, that's the only other one I can think of is the, is the Batman games. And again, I've, I've said it before, those games just for whatever reason don't don't fill that niche for me. And I just I couldn't get into them. Yeah, we, I think we discussed those a lot. Yeah, we did. They're, they're interesting games and that's where I'll leave it. Yeah. Uh, so outside of that, um, you know, reading the, Venom, uh, the Edge of Venom verse books that i have to read that and then venom venomverse and then venomize are the next the last of the venom stuff that i currently own there's so much more after that though and other than that i uh, uh like two weeks ago i made a purchase that i might feel like i'm gonna start regretting and what is that um i so i bought an anime that i remember from being good 
Yeah. And it's not good? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's why I get iffy with buying things. I'm always uh, like, hey, you got this on your computer somewhere? Can I Can I check it out? I bought Outlaw Star. I don't even know if I've heard of that one, but th- I haven't heard of a lot of anime, I can't say. I say it, was, it was one that I remember watching on Toonami, and I remember I remember liking it. I remember it being, I thought I remember it being good. I... I haven't made it through the first... I think the, the first disc is nine episodes. So I haven't made it through the first nine episodes yet. And I'm like, I might be regretting this. I mean, I'm going to suffer through it because I purchased it. Yeah, you um, purchased it. You've got to get your money out of it. <laughs> so I will watch it all. Uh, and I will give you an update as I, as I make it through that. But it's a purchase I might feel like I'm, uh, I'm going to regret. I, I was watching the first two episodes and I was just like, this is so cheesy and bad. And it's just every stereotype I can think of from from anime. It's fan service, <laughs> just huge fan service. Like I forgot there was like a cat lady in it. Um, Khajiit. Yeah. So there's a yeah. It's a it's a space thing. It was cool. I thought, and I don't know now. Yeah, <laughs> so. I I went to my game night last night. My Monday game night finally met up after two months again. Um, just everybody not being able to make it one week and or the another week, someone else can't make it, and then so it just got canceled. And finally, like five of us showed up last night. And uh, we started talking about anime, and I think I might sign up for Funimation and check out some stuff on there. Because okay. there is a lot of good anime out there. I just, it's hard to find the good anime when you, I guess, don't know much of it. Like right, me. yeah. Um, and I, I know enough that to know that I like anime, I like the stories that you can uh, portray in anime. Because like Cowboy Bebop, my one friend before I watched that told me, if you tried to do this in a live action series, you couldn't do it. It has to be anime because the production value would be way too high to ever do in live action. And I was like, huh, let me check that out then. And I was like, wow, Cowboy Bebop's pretty good. Then I started getting into Psychopaths and other things. And so I think I'm going to do another dive into anime and try to look for some more of the horror anime because I do like a lot of that Japanese horror style stuff. I don't know. They they get weird and it gets creepy and I like it because I like weird creepy shit. You're a re- weird, creepy person. Uh, I am. I don't know how much Funimation has on their... I, I, I think I remember seeing a Funimation like past type thing. Mm. Uh, Crunchyroll is another one. And that one has a much larger variety. I, um, well, I don't know. At least as far we as looked I, at Funimation last night. Okay. And just for sci-fi animes, they have 175. And like the anime you were talking about, The Outstar, like where it does a lot of fan service, like uh, oh, Cat Outlaw Star. Or outlaw style, yeah. Like cat ladies, big tit women and mm-hmm. all that. They put that into its own category so you don't have to worry about that in your sci-fi category. All the fan service is in fan service category. So you don't have to worry about getting that while you're looking for something else, which mm-hmm. I think is great because then I could just browse through all the stuff I legitimately might want to watch without all the bullshit and needing to sit through an episode of it and realize it's just fan service. I might uh, give that a try. It's only five ninety nine a month, so give it a free month and then give it one more month after that, see if it's worth going on for a couple more months or if uh, I already got my fill of anime after that. Okay. Yeah, I just I, I, I know that Crunchyroll is one of the ones that's always being uh, put out there. I know that they they do a lot of simulcast streaming and stuff too with, with like when they premiere in Japan. Mm-hmm. So if you're like I'm not a down, I'm not down for for subbed, but if you're down for subbed, then it's a it's a good one to go with. Yeah, but I know that they all like they offer a variety of things. Yeah, so. Crunchyroll, I have heard it before, and I don't know, I uh I just never jumped on that bandwagon. And then I actually looked at Funimation last night after mm-hmm. we were done with game night, and I was like, shit, there's a lot of stuff. And then I saw a lot of the animes I did like within the categories, and I'm like, well, they have what I do like, so maybe I can find something else that right. interests me within all those categories as well. That's fair. I 
been getting a, a decent fix of anime from from netflix but most of it ends up being their netflix exclusive ones that they've been putting up recently yeah that's actually how the topic came up at game night because we all got there and uh the one guy he was watching the new netflix anime i can't think of the name of it it's a fantasy in a fantasy world and there's elves and dark elves and all that stuff it's like a D trope anime and i was like wow this, this actually had some pretty decent design and uh the story seems pretty good for a Y7 anime, mm-hmm. so I I might check that out too. But I might I might dive into fan yeah, Funimation, Funimation for a little bit. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, uh, Funimation has all the Dragon Ball Z stuff too, because they, they were Ooh. the ones who did. I remember them doing a lot of the uh, the 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 production stuff for them. Okay, they, then for, yeah. for a while, I'm pretty sure they were. Um, yeah, so they, they they think they they should have a lot of that. Um, then that will definitely be perfect for me. Uh, say so other than other than that, um, oh, I think there was something else I was going to say, but I don't remember what it is now. There'll always be time to say it later. There will be. So what have you been up to? Eh, not much. Just doing everything I need to do. Computer died. Exporting a 4K video, so I had to go out and buy a new computer. Dropped about $2,000 on it, but uh, hopefully I'll be upgraded for like the next eight years. Hopefully. Again. And if not, then who knows? And, but I still need to purchase a graphics card uh, eventually. Currently, the old graphics card I have, a uh, Radeon 7800, is kicking ass with my new CPU. Like, it's playing games that I wasn't able to play before. I, I guess I just didn't have, uh, didn't realize how much of a bottleneck I had with my old 8-core bulldozer processor. So I upped it to 16 cores with the Threadripper processor, and I'm in love. I, I love that thing. It, my exporting of 4K video went from 2 hours to 30 minutes. Nice. It's insane. I love it. And I have no lag when editing 4K. I have no issue when we put together how many uh, different levels of videos within our um, Geeks With Issues podcasts or video casts. And uh, I'm really happy. It's going to just make my life a lot easier now, actually. And I didn't realize it would make my life that much easier. So still not happy with the amount of money I spent. But you know what? I do it once every like eight years and it's okay. Yeah, that's one of those things. You use it enough, you get, you'll get your money out of it. Oh, yeah, I, I will definitely get my money out of it. And hopefully my video editing skills with my uh, personal videos for backpacking and whatnot will be able to uh, be a little bit more enhanced now that I can edit smoothly instead of waiting like and watching a choppy video and hoping I'm cutting at the right point where the music hits the beat here and hit, hits the beat there. And yeah, so uh, it, it's been a challenge in the past, and I'm looking forward to, to it not being a challenge anymore. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, other than that, actually, I've uh, been listening to a pretty geeky book, uh, Sleeping Giants by Sylvan Newall. I think that's how you say their name. Uh, bad with names. But uh, Sleeping Giants is a really, really good book. I highly recommend it to anybody out there who, who likes uh, sci-fi books that are like grounded within reality. Pretty much, this girl falls into a hole one day, and uh, they find a giant hand. And that giant hand kind of ends up linking to uh, extraterrestrials. Well, links to ancient aliens. It's portrayed in a interview format. So every time, every chapter is like a different interview or a different case file in the project, I guess you would call it. And so it's really cool how they put it, not I guess put it on paper because I'm listening to it, but put it into an audio book and dramatized it for audio. And I highly recommend it for anybody who's uh, interested in some ancient aliens. Check it out. I think it's a three-book series. I'm currently waiting on the uh, second book to be released. Well, not released, but uh, available from the library. 
so that I can listen to that and then move on to the third one. It always blows my mind like there's an availability for something that's digital. Like availability wait list for it. It's so my understanding is it's one of those things where libraries are only allowed so many copies of things. Right. Otherwise everybody would have everything at all times and what would the point be in if everybody can get it all the time, then no one's gonna have any incentive to go out and buy it. Right. And so to to put a limit on it still forces people who really want it to go out and buy it and things like that, I think. Uh, my buddy, he works for Overdrive, the uh, the company who makes Libby, and he was the one who gave me all that rundown. Because I'm like, why can't I just get this goddamn thing? And why can't I listen to it without having an internet connection? Because that's what sucked going to uh, Washington and Libby no longer working after I was out of signal. Oh, wow. You can't like just download the stuff and, and nope. listen to it? Oh, wow. Must have an internet connection to verify that you have that lease from the library. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they can't just download a file and say, oh, this day you no longer have it deleted off the app. Right. I mean, but, just like a ping where it would, it would check in. and Yeah. But I, I understand and I don't understand at the same time. It's probably some copyright laws and all that type of stuff mm-hmm. like uh, Netflix. You can't download any of Disney's stuff to your phone, but you can download any of the Netflix or any other third-party stuff. But Disney does not allow you to download their stuff for offline use. Hmm. I've never tried downloading anything from Netflix onto my phone, so I didn't even realize you could do that. Yep. It's great for backpacking. <laughs> like, if it's a rainy weekend, I'll download a few things. Or if I'm expecting a storm to hit, I'll download a few things. That way, if I get stuck in my tarp, I have something to read, watch, and uh, I don't have to get st- stuck doing the same thing for, like, six, seven hours straight. Fair enough. Disney might not be on Netflix for much longer anyways. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> they're going to pull out everything for sure. Yeah, well, they, they're getting ready to do their own uh, uh, streaming app and stuff. Yeah. And they're, I, they're, it looks like they're already uh, confirmation for some... Sounds like some pretty cool shows, uh, live action shows and stuff. Yeah, hopefully uh, they'll learn their lesson from Star Wars and not put out things at a willy-nilly pace and slow down and make quality things. Because they have uh, come out and admitted that they are going to stop just making Star Wars movies and try to make quality Star Wars movies. Right, yeah. I saw that. They're slowing down on that. Although the the app app is still going to have... Oh, who the fuck's doing it? Uh, They're going to have a Star Wars show on the app yeah they're uh, gonna have clone wars is gonna be re-released too on it or well not re-released but uh uh they're gonna it's gonna be released on it and have new content for that itself other than that been a normal week played some kill team did a mini campaign learned how to do experience level up your characters see uh how much they mean to you the next round when they possibly die yeah <laughs> yeah tested out the uh different nuances of the campaign and uh, i think it's gonna be fun to play i think it's gonna be a lot of fun to play i can't wait any insights you want to share or i don't know that there's much insight to share other than you play a couple of games you level up your characters you can only like get three experience per mission possibly so it's going to take a couple more games than you expect to level up your characters it's definitely meant for a long uh prolonged campaign not just like oh we're gonna play four missions and because you only play four missions, you're going to only have people at level two. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I guess the only insight I could say is it takes longer to level up. But other than that, it, it's still too early to really tell. I, it, it's one of those things. They have rules in the book, but those rules are guidelines more or less. And uh, things are just going to... I know they're going to get homebrewed way more than uh, we ever anticipated. Pretty much, they gave us a game and said, here, have fun. Start out playing and then make up your own deal. That's how I feel it's going to go. All right. I figured out what I was going to say. I was going to talk about my phone. It is slowly dying. Oh. (laughs) 
So I, uh, previously we have discussed that my my phone has a curve to it, partially to the fact that it, it's overheated a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and bent. Yeah. And then uh, at some point, like my talking speaker, the one that registers my voice, apparently does not like to work all the time. So I'll be talking to like my, my dad or my mom or whoever can give me a call. It's not even the same person. It can be anybody. You can give me a call and my phone just may not want to to work the the, the speaker and, and you know translate my voice across yeah mine has a little bit of issues with that too but uh it also was in the ocean when i was in washington so yeah yeah I'd, yeah i would say unless i mean i've had the a life proof case i'm on for a long time so other than the jostling that it's occurred from me dropping it i'm sure that probably more or less and then the, obviously the overheating but then uh this past week, the the fingerprint uh, fingerprint sensor just it stopped working. I said I found a little dent in it, so I'm guessing that that's what damaged it. Because I mean, it, it even before when it if it wasn't picking up, the fingerprint at least vibrates in in uh, recognition that there was something there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even do that. It's completely dead. Yeah, technology always just breaks after a while, especially phones because they're handled every day. They're used all the time. Oh yeah. I know for me, I've, I've broken a shit ton of them. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, you have. <laughs> so you, I think in the past year, you feel like you've... I've only had two in the past year. Have in you the t- past five years, I probably only actually had five phones. Okay. I, I thought I, I thought Before I remember you, like, that, it was a lot. I, I thought I remember this past year, you had sent in a couple of them. You like got it back or whatever, but I, I thought I remember you having... Oh, well, the Note 4, I did get... In 2017, I got a replacement of the Note 4. Mm-hmm. In 2016, I got a replacement of the Note 4. And this year, I got my uh, Moto 4, and then I got a replacement of the Moto 4. Okay. So, yeah, it's been about one phone a year, Okay. which is a lot better than my old track record. But <laughs> I also drank back then. Fair enough. Oh. But I, I also, I mean, not in defense of why I have to get a new phone, but I also do a lot more strenuous activity than most people do. Mm-hmm. Like, why I needed a new phone this year is I was fishing in the middle of a stream, and then it fell out of my pocket and uh hit the water right i take my phone into rugged environments way more than average joe does oh yeah, yeah. like uh i remember last year in october when i needed to get the new phone um that was also another fishing incident in west virginia well no that was my work phone that was my work phone that fell into the water in west virginia yeah i don't remember what happened to the other phone before that but work phone still actually worked after that right i, I think uh, as i remember i think the note i want to say you dropped and it was the screen that's or happened multiple I don't times know. i can't write there, there's a lot Anyways. of them i don't keep track anymore right there's no point a phone's a phone yeah it works when it works it doesn't when it doesn't and then i need to get a new one yeah. that's how i look at it unfortunately it's an extension of our being nowadays though which i'm glad to say i can last without a phone for a long time it also comes in handy a lot of the time too oh yeah well it's, it's a a lot more access to things whether it's emergency services or finding dinner yeah (laughs) or anything in between pretty much pretty good with my phones i had dropped my phone into a fish tank at work once that was the last time i I killed the phone that'd be great all the fish (laughs) looking at it like what the fuck is this bullshit it wasn't even it wasn't even one that had fish in it it was just Uh, i think it was the anemone tank the cold water one anemone anemone yeah the phone didn't turn back on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's understandable i was like yeah i'm pretty sure i fried it i gave it a while i tried turning it on the next day it didn't work i was like going to buy a new phone yep that's how it goes that's what i find. I think that's why i got this one yeah and then i got a life proof case i was like i'm not gonna do that again if i do do it again i'll have a life proof case yeah i should have always probably had a better case but 
They're, they're too expensive, and well, I mean, the phones are more expensive than them, but I, they're too bulky for me. Yeah, I'll deal with it considering I don't have to spend, uh, depending on the phone or how old it is, it's anywhere from like 90 to like 120 bucks for doing the, the insurance plan that you've probably been paying monthly on to begin with. Yep, that's how it goes. Other than that, in the last week, uh, we're going to have some new content coming to our channel. Yes. We did our first battle report and uh, edited that up, got it exported, going to have us review it and uh, maybe tweak it a little bit. And then we'll get that out to you within hopefully the next week or two yeah. and uh, see how you guys like it. Like some new content on our page, uh, some different content and some tabletop uh, right. gaming. We did talk about previously uh, keeping our branding with the geeks with a or whatnot. And uh, I don't know, this is what I thought about the other day, and just curious to get your thought about it. What if our gaming section, like non-video game gaming section, is Geeks on a Table? Okay. If it's Warhammer, if mm-hmm. it's any other games That's we want to play, because we've talked about maybe doing some live plays, maybe playing some board games and uh, recording it, and seeing the ridiculousness that is our, our friends in a gaming group. Oh yeah, makes sense to me. And that way, it's, we're not just picking each little subcategory and like, oh, here's a ca- another category. Right. Just broader categories. And I mean, you look at it, geeks on a table. What the fuck does that mean? Are they stripping? Are they dancing? <laughs> What's going on here? All of the above. I mean, I wish someone would throw some ones at me. It'd be nice after spending $2,000. <laughs> I mean, I'll throw, some, I'll throw some dice. They might roll ones at you. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, that's okay. Yes. Next game <laughs> yeah. we play, throw some dice at me and let them roll ones when you need to hit me. Yeah. I, I'm I, fine with that. I do that a lot, so bad dice luck lately. Oh, yeah, it, it happens. That's how uh, me and Alex's game went Sunday, or games went Sunday. There, there's a lot of weird rolls going on there, and he was doing great on saves. I only won one out of the three games. It was good, though. Good time. Back to that battle report, though. I haven't had a chance to, to, to review it yet, so um, my opinion as far as being there during the recording, I felt like it went well. Mm-hmm. I think it went pretty well, yeah. Um... There's definitely some things we can do with camera work or, and, like, get a dice camera going, just a dedicated dice camera, and then I don't keep picking up the camera and moving around. I, I, I just, on the main screen, I noticed myself doing that a lot, and I'm like, there's too much movement with me. And so I would cover up myself with the other camera when mm-hmm. I had it on. But other than that, just... I wrote down a format of turns and whatnot, so then it'll be like, okay, this is how it'll go, this is how it'll go. So everybody... If if you play someone and I play someone, we can try to get a format for it doesn't matter if we play someone who's recorded or not recorded, but we could put out there, hey, this is what we do. You want to try and do this and see if the recording goes well. And if not, eh, Mm -hmm. then we just do me and you battle reports and uh, we'll figure out a formula eventually and make it good. It's going to really be up to you fans out there, though. You let us know how you think we did. Right. And uh, critique us because you don't critique us enough. Or ever. Ever. (laughs) Except for three people yeah i get a lot of shit i do get a lot of shit from alan but hey he made us the intro so thanks for giving me shit <laughs> but yeah no I, I really do appreciate all your feedback it helps uh us find a good direction to go with where we've been going uh take what we've done go in a new direction or continue on in a direction we have gone in and develop and grow because i mean we're what nine months into this almost 10 months into this yep. and uh yeah, we we've definitely grown a little bit. It's trying to find our own stride, and, yeah. and we're we're experimenting with with newer with different things, and exactly a niche, and we feel more comfortable experimenting other than just hey, let's get some fucking content out there. Right. Speaking of content, I found our video game, one of our next video games we're gonna play. Surprisingly, not as expensive as I as I thought it was gonna be. I found Eternal Darkness, uh, Sanity's Requiem. Oh, Sanity's Rectum. 
no, no, Requiem, not not Rectum. We're going up the this insane isn't, Rectum. This isn't Uranus. Yeah, that'd be weird to travel up my own anus. It would be. Uh, you could do it, though. You just got to put a camera in there, as long as you can view it. I, I guess so, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give myself a colonoscopy, though. Eh, what are you doing in life? You, you, what, what's, the, what's the problem? The problem with no colonoscopy? Yeah. I've already had one. I don't want to have it again. So you can get another one. I, I'm going to have to when I, like, turn 40. <laughs> Everybody has to. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you don't have to. You're supposed to. Yeah, everybody's supposed to. <laughs> and uh, pre-existing conditions, I'll definitely go and get another one that yeah. run in my family. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I found it. Uh, it, it. I was expecting it to be like a minimum of 60 bucks for a used game, and I managed to spend like 43 which is nice because, uh, yeah, those old GameCube games, I don't specifically some of the GameCube games too, like their PS2 counterparts are not as expensive as the yeah. uh, GameCube ones. Like Fantasy Star Online, I had to pay 60 bucks for that like 10, eh, not quite 10 years ago. I was with my One X. That would have been like eight years ago before I turned 21. Yeah, I was about 19 then. And that cost me $60. And then uh, Gauntlet for the GameCube, that's mm-hmm. another expensive one. For PS2, not expensive. Don't know why. Yeah. But uh, GameCube, especially the exclusives like Eternal Darkness, they, they get pricey. Oh, yeah, they do. Um, I can tell you that Silicon Knights, who's the, the developer for that game, they are selling it mint condition for 140 Man. Oh, if only someone had that and never opened it, they could make so much money off of it. Not right. really. They'd only make like 60 or 80 bucks off of it, but still. Yeah, I mean, then you might be able to push like 100 Yeah. Still, yeah, it's a whole... That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's some really expensive games out there, whether they're been used or they're mint condition. Another one of the Nintendo ones, I can tell you for a fact, is the uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy collection on the Wii. God damn it, has a, never uh, sold that. That has the, the steel book. It's yeah. like, I bought it used maybe two years ago for 60 bucks. Damn, I bought that new for 60 I know. <laughs> That's just my point. Why did I get rid of it? <laughs> that is my point. I was like, for a used copy, that thing is 60 bucks. Great. I mean, two really good games, one very mediocre game. Yeah. <laughs> three did not do it for me. I never played three. I, I got towards the end of two when I got that trilogy, but I never jumped into three. I mean, you know, three rounds out that story. That's about it. I, it's very railroaded, in my opinion. Whereas the other one, like Metroid, has that very, like, open-world-esque feel oh, to yeah. it. Oh, yeah, especially the first Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. It was like, shit, now what do I go do? Right. I got this uh, attachment and this new upgrade to my suit, but shit, where did I have to go to use this now? Yeah, but three, it's like, oh, we're going to travel to this planet. Okay, now you're going to go to this planet. Now you're going to go... And it's just like, you're going to the planet. You come back to, like, maybe collect a few things later, but it's, like, almost a one-and-done feel, if I remember correctly, to those planets. It wasn't that great. There was some cool, like, costume bits to a certain degree in that one. And that's where they did the light side, dark side shit, too, right? Or was that two? Uh, two. Two okay. was the, the light and dark world that the phase on had split it in half. And you had the different... You actually had, the, like, the ammo that, uh... The dark. We had the dark ammo, the light ammo, but they actually had, it like, counts rather than, like, you had infinite ammo. Three was almost like, um... I want to say almost like fusion, where... I love you, that game where you um you were infected in fusion and three you're infected with the phase on and then it's like it's killing her but she gets this ridiculous looking suit that's helping keep her alive but she the phase on will build up and then she has to expel all of it in a, a really awesome attack hmm. but you know it was a whole yeah but if you didn't do it it you'd fucking die and it, it killed me so many times i forget what the what the means of doing it was but it murdered me so many times 
You couldn't do it. You could. should have just done it. I tried. I failed. Yeah. Most of us do. Most of the time. That's why you just got to keep trying. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else? Or... Nothing else for me. Oh, okay. Life's Since... been boring. Well, uh, busy. Not boring. Uh, I can tell you who uh, life's not been boring for uh, in the news corner. Oh, well, over to the news corner. So Telltale Games is closing down and they have removed the majority of their uh, employees. There's a skeleton, essentially a skeleton crew that's supposed to be finishing up the Minecraft story minecraft story mode yeah that's i was like i knew there was a two-part piece to that yeah minecraft story mode um game was crappy yeah i never played that one uh but yeah so they're they're gonna finish up that one as of this recording i actually be when this goes out was tomorrow right so tomorrow should be the release date for the next episode of the final season of uh the walking dead which might be the final episode there's talks that it might get um pushed out to another company to finish it up but now, is this the Walking Dead show episode or game episode? Telltale Games. Telltale Games. Okay, I just wanted to clarify yeah, for the, the, the Walking Dead Telltale Game. This is supposed to be their final season of that game series, mm-hmm. and this is, I think, episode two is supposed to come, is supposed to come out on Wednesday. Some of the articles I've read, uh, the the people who worked on it are like, we really want you to see it, but also the company is being douches right now, so we don't know that you we want you to spend the money for it. <laughs> Understandable. They're, like, they're very conflicted. Like it's it's something they've been working really hard on. They want to put it out there, but then like, what's going on with the company? Uh, they don't really want to promote it at the same time. Yeah, because that company is going to get all the money. None of the people who worked on it are mm-hmm. going to keep getting their paycheck for making that game exactly well they're they're not uh the company fired them all they're not getting any type of severance packages or anything like that so they can pretty much they're the only thing they can do is apply for unemployment uh there were some cool things with like bethesda and ubisoft who were and a few other companies who were offering some of them pretty much not not offering them jobs but offering them like um to come in and and apply for jobs Mm -hmm. and and bringing that to their companies i know that in the games industry there are all all the time there are these ebbs and flows of of layoffs and and uh, hirings and stuff. So like after they finish a game, there's often a big layoff of employees depending on um, what company it is. Some of them can actually hold on to them and they move them to a different project. Some of them just they let them go. Um, there's also people that they just contract out for different things. And once those contracts are up, they they're, they're done, done. Which is which is a pretty standard practice with contracts in general. Oh, yeah, it's pretty standard with IT, and too. Like, if there's a certain project that requires a certain amount of resources, contractors, and then uh, once they're done, we don't need them all the time, so they're gone. Right. But, yeah, so these guys, Telltale Games, just, they had they had previously uh, shrunk the team down and, and gone to a smaller studio, and now they're just like, and they let everyone go. Yeah, so they, these guys are getting nothing. Um, there is a class action lawsuit that they that one of the ex-employees is filing, which is basically saying that Telltale Games um, didn't give them the proper notice, and it is against the it violates the state's Warren Act, which um, by failing to provide the 275 workers who were laid off from the studio last Friday with the 60 days notice required by law. There are exceptions within the Warren Act, which. Uh, pretty much like for example if uh, if Telltale Games was getting ready to purchase another uh, company or, or some entity. sort of asset ent- ent- entity by not giving that notice to, to people it's justifiable because it would ruin their ability to to acquire that entity so there are there are some 
some loopholes and, and uh, I guess this will force things out. We'll probably find out more um, about what's going on with that. Oh yeah. There's always loopholes in the laws of the right to work and all that type right. of stuff. And yeah. And, and I know I've worked for a company that used to buy other companies. Like my company was bought by them and then they just kept buying companies after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's what they do every year. They laid off 5% of the company so that they could buy another company. Right. And it, it was ridiculous, but, that's what you go through. That's what you live through in the uh, IT environment, mm-hmm. especially uh, nowadays. It's all about buying another asset to add to your assets. And then you bring them on board. You fire half of them. They have to go look for new jobs. And you fire half of your people, too, because you need the money to pay for that asset that you just bought. Oh, yeah. That is that is the, the way a lot of that stuff goes. Yeah. Uh, it, it sucks for those guys. I feel for all those people. Uh, hopefully they can they'll find jobs soon and don't uh not too much and in, in financial damages is done to them yeah hopefully. Uh, in the process I, of waiting and that's one thing i can say of why i would never in my life try to get into the video game industry because there is no solid job unless you're one of the top people oh yeah there there will never be a solid job no matter what blizzard could go out of out of business that's what i'm looking for I, I, years I, down the line <laughs> and uh it, it it doesn't matter what company you are i mean Ubisoft, they, they've been around. A couple of these companies have been around, but like, look at Rare. Rare was making some of the best games out there for the N64 back in the day. Mm-hmm. They're gone. The developers still exist, but they've got eaten up by other companies and all that. Oh, stuff. yeah. Well, uh, Microsoft owns them right now, I believe. Not everybody, though. Like, no. that, that team got dispersed, though. And right. So, like, even if you were on the Rare team because Rare still exists under another company, it doesn't right. mean you were on the new team right yeah i just like, i just meant like as as a entity it it, it exists in in, the, in that form yeah I mean, but for the workers yeah they don't exist anymore. oh yeah i mean yeah. And, it, it's a horrible industry to work in right a horrible industry to work in right i mean um uh the the mass effect team i think their company was recently disbanded i, I want to say i'm pretty sure that was the case but yeah that, that always goes i mean fable there's another one um mm-hmm. that the company that, that that did that one yeah and these are all hits recently. yeah like games are the hits but they couldn't keep enough money flow after that one game that right. made a hit to... yeah, they get a couple hits and they or like they they do two and the next one's a critical failure and they do another one and yeah. they just... it's much like the music industry yeah yeah bands rise and they fall and they hello goodbye right speaking of rises and falls dragon ball fighters We've got uh, the last of the characters are announced for season one of the game. We got, which, and we kind of already knew about it. It was Android 17 is joining the fight. He's going to save the world. I mean, he does in the Dragon Ball Super. Exactly. Saves the universe. But yeah, so he's joining it. Uh, then they also released a few other tweets. There's going to be a new stage that was announced. The Galactic Arena stage, which apparently is supposed to put up like um, the the player profiles in the background to make it feel more like a fighting tournament, which is kind of cool. And then they also announced a bunch of Halloween stuff. So Halloween colors coming to the, the actual like playable characters, like when you're fighting each other. But also like Halloween avatars for those characters as well. You got like a cat Goku here, a Frankenstein android 16 i think that's cell as a mummy i was gonna say it's either cell or freeze it's hard to say yeah it's a, that's what i was trying to figure I, I think it might be cell but without the top of it i'm not 100 sure yeah uh so later this week you will get those updates and i believe also the cooler and android 17 and that wraps out this season and there was already talk about a second season so we'll probably see more characters coming to that game oh, it's I been doing imagine. really well so i can't imagine they're gonna let it go yeah and it's just about to hit the switch so i yep. can imagine they're gonna let first season's gonna be released on it and then switch fans are gonna want some more and second season will come out too yep. for sure. oh yeah still a fun game to play i say this is uh more you 
You've got the Nintendo Switch Online, right? Yes, you... Nintendo Switch Online was released last Tuesday at 8 o'clock at night while we were recording. Oh, I was yes. waiting all day like, when is this shit dropping? And then all of a sudden it dropped while we were recording. But um, pretty happy with the service so far from what... I mean, they delivered exactly what they said they were going to deliver. Uh, $20 a year, you get 20 games uh, starting out for the NES Classic. You're able to play your games online with other people. Um, I mean, the Switch app is exactly how it was before, pretty much. You have some cloud saves. But really, the thing to talk about, I think, is the NES 20 games to play, uh, the new NES platform. It works pretty well. It's pretty smooth. And it's cool because you get, like, three different ways to uh, play it. Like, well, visually. Like, you could put it on the screen in old school, like, 4x3 mode. You could even go back to, the, like, the re- that retro, like, line in TV type deal. The like CRTV. Yeah, CRT. So I was actually going to ask you about that. Uh, we can come back to that. Yeah, so they have uh, that mode in there, too. And then they have a regular old, oh, yeah, this is how it looks on today's stuff. And we updated it so it could be in 16 by 9 or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. Only issue I have with it is the controls for some of the games aren't quite intuitive. Like, plus and minus are to navigate through the menu. Like, why would you mm-hmm. use plus or minus instead of up and down? Oh, back in the day, you used to use start and select. But, I, but I'm just saying, but, it, yeah, exactly. but I'm just saying, it's, it's just the, the, the format that's already there. It, yeah. It's just the way that they do it. And, and that's understandable, but there was no explanation of that. So, like, I was trying to figure out how to play a game. I couldn't even select play. And then I finally, like, just started pressing plus and minus because no other buttons worked, and it started scrolling through the uh, thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, why would plus and minus be the buttons on a modern console and not up and down directional pad? That, right. Th- uh, they, they didn't put as much quality into the controls as they did into the other parts of the game, like being able to play it in three different visual modes. And then you have four save states per game, so it's not... And overall, four save states for all your NES games. It's You can go into one game, you can create four save states for it throughout the game, and uh, jump back to it. And Which is really nice, because like, you're at a shitty part in Mario, you know you keep dying at, just create a save state right mm-hmm. before it, and go try it, try it, try it, try it, until you get it. Oh yeah, I love save, save states. Uh, as far as the controls go, I think it's just the fact that they, they just poured it over. I mean, that's a... But it, 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 that it, shows it, bad quality, though. Uh, for as a developer is it, but is it is it bad quality or is it preserving that nostalgia that that was already there if they told you how to navigate the menu i would say yes it's withholding nostalgia but that they don't even tell you how to select play or the two-player games or any of that it's bad quality because it doesn't give you instructions there are no instructions for any of the games so you don't even know how to play the games on top of how to select anything from the menu like my buddy eric came over the other day and we were trying to play two-player in a game and i went to the two-player mode but second player was never able to join like i went through two levels i died to see if he'd be able to pick it up after i died and we were in two-player mode but he was never able to play so I, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm not, there's I'm, no instructions of how game? to play. Uh, this was the one of the Street Brawler games. Uh, there's two of them on the NES, mm-hmm. so I don't know which one it was. But I was just trying to think if it was something I played from when I was younger. If I could, th- if I could. Yeah, point I'm you gonna in have to watch a video on it or read up on it because there. I mean, I assume he he pressed the various buttons to yeah, see if he could just. And, yeah. So there are two two-player modes. There is one two-player mode for walking down the street, beating people up, and then the second two-player mode was a versus mode. We were able to play the versus mode. That was intuitive, but the two-player walking down the street, we pressed all the buttons. I was like, let me play a few levels. Maybe I come across you in the world, and then you're able to join me. You'd think after three levels you'd be able to play multiplayer, yeah. and it was. It took me like 20 minutes to get through them because mm-hmm. you're walking really slow it's like a b punch and so it's not a fast game either so it's one of those things they drop the ball on quality 
by not providing information about the games themselves and just, here they are, have fun. But they work well. They do work well. There's just no instructions. Okay. I say Nintendo Switch Online, I'll give a 7 out of 10 because of that. Okay. I See, for me, it's, it's, if you go and plug in the, the Super Nintendo, similar shit, shit to that, the, the Super that, Nintendo Classic or the oh, okay. NES Classic. Like, okay. like those are, there's similar stuff to that. So to me, it's just, okay, they ported, they ported the stuff over. They added some uh, quality of life stuff to those games, and that's all it really was. And that's what's weird. They added some quality of life stuff to it, but not the stuff that'll actually make your life easier learning how to play the game. Because, yeah, like 30 years ago, yeah, throw the game at someone and hope they know how to play it because that's how video games were back then. Well, there was also an, an instruction manual that had at least some sort of and stuff exactly, to it. And exactly, there's no instruction manual. Like, why would you have done that with the game but not included a digital instruction manual? I, I assume that, because uh, I, I, I haven't uh, used it at all, so I don't know. I just assume that there was, on the the over screen where you can pick whatever games you you want to play, I assume that on there there might have been like a... Nope, no um, description, no nothing. Well, like a press this button to pull up a ma- uh, manual type thing. Because nope. they, they've done that um, with previous, like uh, the virtual console. Uh, for example, that you download a game and and you could look at a manual for it, mm-hmm. not not the manual because it wouldn't give you everything, but it would give you basic and instructions on uh, gameplay stuff. Yeah, and that's exactly why I take three points off automatically, like out of the ten scale, because they've done this before, so why not include it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just dropped the ball on it, and so it's like, eh, come on, Nintendo, you you put out quality products, why can't you continue to do it? But, I mean, online services, I've had no issues with the servers or anything like that. I, I, I know a bunch of people were complaining, like, oh, servers already aren't good, so what's going to happen when they throw on the online service? Well, hopefully they'll just get better. I still haven't had any issues, so. Rocket League played smoothly, uh, played a game of Splatoon, that played smoothly, so. Hopefully, if anything else, or nothing else, the $20 a year will go towards uh, server maintenance and upkeep. Yeah. I know. Uh, I know there was a lot of people when it first came out that thought the uh, the CRT mode was leaving burn in on their screen because so you could you play the game whatever and if you exit out and go to the main screen with that mode still on and on for that app it would show up on the screen. Does burn in still exist? Well, no. So that's the thing. It, I was going to say it was. It looked like it. Like it, it looked like the the way the screen was. Mm-hmm. It, it looked like there could have been like a burn in from that effect. But it's just that effect is there and it's not rendering properly. Okay. I was so the effect is still in, in display, but because it's not in the game and it's not in that app, it's not rendering appropriately. And so you have to go back to the app and turn it off and then go back to your your game. And that may have been patched by now. I have no idea. But I know that when it first started that that was an issue. And people were like freaking out because they thought they were having issues with their screens. Yeah, yeah I haven't run into that personally at all. Uh, that's weird. I <laughs> Yeah, Burning stopped like eight years ago with uh, the first edition of LCDs, I, at least that I know of. I, d- I didn't know there was still any type of problem with it, but maybe people just get paranoid. Eh, it may have been that. I don't know. I saw that. It made me laugh, uh, especially once I, once I realized what, once they figured out what the problem was. Yeah. I'll tell you who's not having a problem. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's not. Well, I mean, other than his models, he's having problems with those. But uh, they sold 3. Point, oh, this says 3.1. I saw 3.3. Oh, there it is. 3.3 million copies during the first three days uh surpassing the god of war sales yeah i'm pretty surprised by that i don't know if it's just because it's spider-man and there's more geeks out there who like superheroes and whatnot but from what i've seen god of war is a hell of a lot more solid of a game 
Um, it, it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, they're very different types of games. So in a way, but also not. They're both beat 'em ups. Yeah, but they're your expectation of playing them is different. So you play Spider Man, you're getting this open world where you're you're swinging around, you're playing as Spider Man. You have these different characters that that you're playing as. Whereas in God of War, you have whatever the mythology, which I believe in this one was Nor. They started Norse mythology. You know, there are other characters like his son and stuff like that. But you're walking and running around the ground, and and you have the the previous games as backstory with spider-man you're getting you 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 get the hype from the people who read the comics you get the hype from the people who've seen the the marvel movies and then hype from the actual trail the gameplay trailers that have been being put out and that kind of that adds up so they're very different games It, it does surprise me that it sold as well as it did as quickly as it did but it definitely goes to show the marketing a- aspect of it and, and and the fact that spider-man probably had more avenues for people to be like oh shit there's a game let me see what this is yeah and it, it had an amazing couple of trailers that really shine through and and the 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 hype around it from people who got to play it before it came out and the 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 word of mouth of the game i mean it all it blends in very well yeah just like i'm definitely biased because i i'm not as into the superhero stuff and whatnot and god of war definitely appeals to me more but it's just one of those things that kind of shocked me i was like shit really wow okay i also didn't realize i mean this and it's very specific too this is a fastest selling first party playstation game game ever is what yeah, it, yeah. what the d- distinction is i didn't realize that god of war had that that title I, yeah I'll be honest i didn't didn't even realize that so yeah i mean it is their best it was their best selling series i should say um or one of the best selling series because i mean they've obviously had final fantasy in the past which was their best selling series until it went on to other consoles mm-hmm. and all that deal yeah and so i think the, the last time i really paid attention to it um not it wasn't a playstation exclusive but uh grand theft auto 5 was probably the last one i really thought of i remember hearing that one like sold record-breaking amounts which i suppose they'll i assume they're gonna outdo themselves with red dead 2 i don't know um i mean i know i'm really excited for red dead 2 but i don't know that it appeals to the full grand theft auto i don't know um they're gonna be doing the uh, beta for that but it's not a beta for the online for red dead it's not coming it's not shipping with the game uh, i think it's coming out about a month later i think it's, it's uh the beta is starting in november Interesting. and uh it, it's gonna have a lot of the they're gonna use a lot of the template from the gta online stuff so that template is gonna exist but it's gonna be ported over to the red dead aesthetic and i don't know what i don't know what that translation is going to be i don't know how that changes the dynamic of red dead for some people i haven't played i really i haven't played a a grand theft auto game in probably like almost somewhere between 10 and 15 years i I haven't really touched one Um, it's still a lot of fun i i believe it i just i remember playing them i i remember losing interest in them really quick and that was that was it for me i just never really tried to go back to them uh and red dead and i haven't played it all so i have zero other than like oh cool it's a western i have zero opinion about it since grand theft auto san andreas they did a lot to uh make the mission style different um and give a diversity to the game that did not exist previously in like vice city and Grand Theft Auto 3 and things like that. Mm-hmm. San Andreas really picked up the open world and actually being able to do things in the open world other than just find a hooker and things like that. Okay. So, and th- yeah, your old style of Grand Theft Auto is definitely what I played just for going around shooting people and getting in cars and blah, right. blah, blah. I never fucking played the cut. Right, well, that's so right. That's I, I got yeah. it. I played that way, and I was like, all right, I'm bored. I'm moving on. Yeah, I wanted to play Cops and Robbers. That was about it. And that was the best game to pick up to be, oh, here, let's play Cops and Robbers. Mm-hmm. See how far and how long you can get away from the police, if right. you can even get away. Yeah. Um, 
uh, speaking of, I mean, we were just talking about PlayStation. So continue on. They announced their PlayStation Classic, uh, which I'm still not sold on. But uh, so it's going to be, uh, they, they announced the price, which is going to be $100. Seems a little steep. And they've only announced five of their 20 games. Seems really, really steep now. Um, they've announced Final Fantasy VII, uh, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer Type 4, Tekken 3, and Wild Arms. I know three of those games, and uh, obviously Final Fantasy, Tekken 3, and Wild Arms. Man, $100 for that. So there's gonna, there'll be 15 other games. We yeah. don't know what they are. Um, the package includes... And so this is another sticking point for me. The package includes two basic playstation controllers there is no dual shock on them at all which to me limits the games that they can actually choose for the playstation because at some point the playstation moved over to the dual stick format mm-hmm. and yeah, a lot the... of the games required that uh required those controllers at, at a certain point it'll come with hdmi cord it'll come with the uh the little charging cord and the system itself <sighs> i mean like the marketing of it being a playstation classic kind of bugs me because this is from playstation they could have picked something better as a name so that way it doesn't get lumped in with uh, nintendo. the nintendo ones <laughs> i kind of thought about it and this would be a really crazy i mean I, I don't think it could work out this way but back in the day pepsi crystal came out and coke created their own like was it coke clear or whatever the fuck it was they made their own clear clear version yeah. they literally made that to tank the clear uh soda market and they took pepsi down with it that was literally the purpose of it oh yeah there there's always sleazy it, marketing it was so bad and they knew it was so bad and they shipped it that way because it would take down pepsi's crystal uh and then they would go back to their basic market that they had before I can't imagine that this would do that to the uh, the Nintendo Classic series. Oh, definitely not. It'll um, just push more people to buying them. I'm sure it would. And, and that's the only other thing I can think of with it. Like I said, the, the fact that there's no, no dual stick really bothers me. The fact that they've only announced five games, and of those five, two of them interest me, which would be Final Fantasy VII, which I have enough versions of that that I have no reason to spend $100 on a console for it, and the other one being Wild Arms, because I've heard great things about Wild Arms, and I know that's another we were just talking about expensive games earlier that's an expensive game oh yeah uh, which i'm curious which leads me uh, i was listening to a podcast which made me think about it i'm curious what that'll do to the price of that series like the physical copy of that series how much that's going to affect the cost of buying and selling that game and there's a few others i mean they the, the playstation was a was an rpg back machine back in the game so like sudoku was on there um, the Disgaea series was on there. There's a ton of games that they could pick from and put onto the C- onto the system. I mean, there's plenty of other Final Fantasy games that were on the system. Mm-hmm. You, you could you could put Tactics on there. You could put seven. You could put eight. You could put nine on there. Yeah, I assume they're going to have Tactics, but it's still one of those things. Like for the price point, like you're saying, like other games are Wild Arms is more expensive, but you could go out there and find some of those other games on newer platforms. I think Final Fantasy Tactics was on the Game Boy Advance and it was the exact mm-hmm. same game. Yeah, and a lot of those also offer some updates. Like some of them will add additional content and things to them too. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I think they've overpriced themselves, but oh, we'll yeah. see uh, what people think once it comes out. Right, and the other thing about that is like, so like the, the regular Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, that 8-bit style, the 16-bit style, doesn't age as poorly as the n64 and the playstation polygons yeah no once you get to polygon like 8-bit is retro 
Oh yeah, polygons and that's just had a, look bad. I said eight bit and sixteen bit had a resurgence re- recently with with a lot of games too. So that's been coming back, and that's very much in the forefront. But yeah, those polygons. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> back right. in the day there were not as many polygons, and it, it shows ungodly shapes like N sixty four Goldeneye. You had a kind of ovalish face right. and head, and then you had the big old triangle for a nose. Right. Well, it's like the in Final Fantasy seven. They didn't have hands; they just had blocks. Yeah. Like they, they were they were Minecraft before Minecraft. Yes. Except they had like these weird uh, misshapen forearms and shit to, to just. Yeah, they, they were just yeah. making shapes try to look like humans. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's another one. You, uh, speaking of mis- uh, weird shapes, I, I thought of um, Tomb Raider and her pointy tits. Yes. And that would be a, a PlayStation, I'm sure, would be on there as well. Yeah, that is true. She was. Uh, Laura Croft was PlayStation exclusive for a while. Yeah. So, I, again, I, I can think of games that can be on there. I'll see what the full list is before I decide it's going to be worth buying. I sure as fuck ain't pre-ordering it because there's not enough on there to make me want to spend 100 bucks. I don't blame you. One um, thing. Oh. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. Um, I was gonna say the. I mentioned the N sixty four. You had told me that about this. The uh, the trademark for it passed in the EU. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna bring up. I was gonna say one thing. I will pre order once its uh, release date is set and pre orders come open. Is N sixty four classic. I don't give a fuck what is on that console. There's gonna be good games on that console because it was just a gem of the system, and I will go out and buy that. But uh, officially, the EU Trademark Society, or whatever the fuck their name is, uh, has accepted Nintendo's trademark for the N64 Classic. So, looks like it's official. We'll be getting an N64 Classic. When? Not sure. Because the NES dropped in September of 2016. The SNES uh, dropped a year ago in September of 2017. So, could we be seeing it within the next few months and following that same, like, uh, fall to winter deadline? Who knows? If I, not, maybe we'll see it early 2019. I'm thinking my, my money is going to be um, they like to do a lot of releases in like March. And uh, I, I think that's when we'll see it. If, you know, being that we're seeing the patent now, I don't I can't imagine or the patent, the uh, trademark. trademark now. I can't imagine we're going to see it in the holiday season, uh, you know, fall into the holiday season just because I would have thought that by now they would have done a Nintendo Direct and talked about it. At least, you know, been like, hey, look, this is coming your way. More information soon. Yeah. That type of a thing. So because I haven't seen that, I don't think it's going to make that that run. That's why I think it'll be after the first of the year, which makes me think March. Yeah, it could be. You just never know. I also saw rumors that Sega's trying to jump into this classic bandwagon and come out with a Sega. Yeah, they've, they've done a couple. They had a couple third party ones come out. When I've, I've seen the, the newer ones that they were doing there. They also I saw the Saturn uh, like a mini Saturn one was coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Atari put out one a while ago. I think at this point uh, it may have been early summer when it came out. I can't remember now. They had, I think it was Atari Flashback, is what it was. Um, and a lot of them are realizing that that it's a viable thing and it, it can make you a lot of money. Um, nostalgia is a very powerful selling point. Oh yeah, it definitely is. It, it gathers around all the old crowd to be like, I need that in my life. Uh, here's a random. Uh, thing for you that I, I found it while we were waiting to figure things out the creator of chucky the doll is not impressed with the new look of chucky not surprised <laughs> not surprised at all um yeah the, the old school chucky it wasn't even good to begin with but they're classics they are horror classics mm-hmm. uh 
slasher classics, I should say. Not even horror. They are slasher classics. I don't know. I haven't seen the new look of the doll, but the shit that they've been doing to some of these old school clash, uh, slasher films and classic horror films, they ruin them. They just straight up ruin them. Yeah. I, it, he looks kind of creepy. I don't know. It's... It's not something that ever really appealed to me, but it's uh, coming up to Halloween time, and I know you enjoy these types of things, so I figured I would bring that up real quick. But something else that might be a little freaky and scary, being up in the air with the uh, pilots who don't pressurize your cabin, and you're bleeding from your ears and nose. Yeah, I can't imagine that was a good flight. No. I wonder how badly they're getting sued. God, dude, I... I mean, it is jet airways, Right, so. yeah. I, that, I, I feel like... First off, isn't pressurizing like pressurizing cabin one is is more is I know it's a comfort thing by pressurizing it you 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 know you're not gonna bleed from your ears and nose, but doesn't it also help in like flying? Like um, do, doesn't by not pressurizing the cabin it, it becomes a little bit more difficult to fly? I don't know. I'm not a yeah. I can't say. I've only been up personally flying a Cessna, which obviously is a small like Airbus, uh, which is not any type of pressurized. It's just like a two seater right. with the cargo in the back, but. Yeah, I'm not sure because when you're flying at thirty or what, twenty thousand feet, twenty four thousand feet cruising altitude, and you're not pressurized, I'm not sure how that goes. Because I, I guess like in my my frame of reference is TV and movies, where the first thing goes, we're losing pressure in the cabin, <laughs> and like you're freaking out and shit. So it's like I don't know how bad that is. Yeah, <laughs> I well, assume it's bad. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're losing pressure in the cabin and you're in the air and your cabin was pressurized, that means there's a leak somewhere, which there. is gonna lead to worse issues. Uh, for sure, if there's a, a a pressure decrease or if something stopped working, I can imagine there's going to be an issue there because, hey, we're in the air and something stopped working. But yeah, I'm not sure um, if you go up in the air with an unpressured cabin if you'd even notice it, honestly, unless you were feeling lightheaded or anything like mm-hmm. that, like uh, Richard Russell. He couldn't figure out how to pressurize his cabin. He was just feeling lightheaded, but he also wasn't at 20,000 feet. He, he was just doing loops. But yeah, I, I can imagine that's going to get a lot of uh, lawsuits going towards Jet Airways. I'm sure. And then, um, so the last article that I, I personally have for you is the scientists gave MDMA to octopuses or octopi, whatever your, your preference is in, in, the, in the plural. Uh, and crazily enough, they, they uh, reacted, uh, I guess, in, in a way that is similar to uh, people on ecstasy. Yes, yeah, so uh, MDMA is the active ingredient within ecstasy and it is what makes your serotonin uh it bonds to your serotonin transports and it makes you feel ecstasy literally uh that's why it's called ecstasy and uh, i mean another word for it's molly molly is what's around nowadays but it's interesting my understanding uh from reading this article because octopuses seem to have the serotonin transports but they do not have a centralized cortex nor do they have a reward circuit but they do have serotonin transports apparently mm-hmm. which serotonin for people who don't know is what makes you feel happy and like that in endorphins that's what makes you feel good people take mdma to pretty much blast their receptors with serotonin and feel good uh makes you feel really good actually and you want to touch things you want to touch other people blah 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 you, you feel music and it really perks up all your senses it's interesting that these octopi or however it would be i'm not sure because i've never actually tried to say that plurally octopi or octopuses it's, it's uh probably more of a um location thing Ah, interesting. Uh, there's, there's, and there's also other uh, iterations of how to say uh, octopus. I think octopus itself it can be used as a plural. But yeah, so it, they did this as a study to see if they would react the same as humans and get more social after taking it. And they, uh, 
they really don't talk too too much about the study in here. Well, um, so, reading further into the article, it actually sounds like they didn't put some stuff into their research papers. Well, so so this this is a a starting point for it is what it sounds like. Because even in the article, they state that they only used seven octopus. They they saw that it worked. They they could replicate it that many times, but there needs to be more done this isn't a full-fledged research paper there's far more research that has to be done before it can be published and whatnot as well so it's it's something that, that they're they're doing and exploring to to see what these to learn more about the receptors and learn more about how evolution something that's taken a very different evolutionary path um what it's development has been it's just weird that they're doing it with drugs like it, it did even state in this article they didn't document everything but they documented that the first two octopus they gave it to or the first few they gave way too much and they turned mm-hmm. pale and they didn't know what to do then they lowered the dose gave it to another octopus and it looked like he was dancing around the cage and then <laughs> favorite, it looked like he was doing water ballet yes and uh <laughs> then another one they gave it to went up and started touching the other octopus yeah and... uh, so they 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 give him the bath they then put them into a tank that is separated in one of the compartments is a male octopus. And without the, the MDMA bath, or prior to the MDMA, MDMA bath, they would uh, stay away. They would just kind of keep to their own areas. After it, the octopus would go in and it would go to that oct- the other octopus and uh, start touching it in what may appear as exploratory manner. Like they weren't being aggressive about it, mm-hmm. but they were exploring. Yes. And uh, so it's interesting to see that animals can react the same way to drugs as we can. But should we be doing this? Like, should we just be giving animals drugs like those first two? They didn't know what the fuck was going on to them. They just turned pale. And I've taken too many drugs more than I expected to and felt like fucking shit. Right. So should we be doing this to animals? Like giving them psychoactive and psychotropic drugs to see how they respond? Like, Well, by, by doing some of these things with the, um, with the active ingredients and stuff you can determine how certain things are interacting like in this case the serotonin pathways um if uh you're using other things to to show that like the active ingredients in marijuana can help with seizures or cancer you have to start somewhere in general you start with animals why they chose octopus i'm not 100 percent sure on that but, well, that's the interesting thing, because MDMA is being experimented with humans for depression. Mm-hmm. So why did they just give it to some octopus? <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that they're, they're, they're looking for something else, so they're not on that same pathway. Yeah, and, and this article and didn't really get into what they no, were even looking it for. It's, it's just like, hey, we gave some octopuses some drugs, here's what happened. Right. And that's where my stance of it is, I don't know what the full research is, I haven't had a chance to look fully into it. But that just sounds wrong to me. Like, I, I wouldn't go well, out here, Opie, what do you want to do? You want to take some drugs today and see how you act? Right. Uh, well, I mean, again, uh, this isn't, I will agree, this isn't the best article. I, I found it, I read it, it entertained me, especially the part with the water ballet. Oh, yeah, no, it, um, it did. But it I, also have, I also have an understanding that in order for them to do these types of things, they have to go through a, because this is at a university, and so you have to go through a board that needs to approve it. So you're not just, because you can't just, I mean, you could, I suppose, do it. But there's plenty of ethical reasons and and whatnot. So you have to prove, you have to go into what you're uh, researching, uh, why you're doing it, what you're hoping to find, why these particular animals. And and sometimes, you know, you start with, a lot of them start with inverts because those are easier to get through the process depending on what the board is using mm-hmm. for their um for their restrictions and stuff like um at bowling green we had iacook 
which when you're using inverts, it's a lot easier to do a, if you're, especially if you're a student who needs it, who's doing like a, a, a sort of a research project within the confines of whatever class you're doing. Mm-hmm. An invert is a lot easier to work through that process, especially considering you got like a 16 week or however many weeks from when it's announced time frame to do it. And especially or if a teacher is trying to get something large scale for an entire class to work on, inverts are a lot easier to, to push through that process. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do with uh, with nervous systems and things and whatnot. I'm not 100% on all of that. But they I know that they had to go through a process to get to that point. Oh, yeah, and, of course. And, and it wasn't just, hey, we're going to give animals some drugs today. Right. And People again, approved like, it, which... Right. And, and again, like, like I said, they, they admit like this isn't a concrete, you know, final study. This isn't going to be going to being published this is more or less a starting point that shows something really interesting that we should that maybe we want to explore more after since it's being done yeah i i I don't know it's just one of those things having had taken mdma before it's like why are we giving it to other animals to see how they react especially if they don't have the same brain processes that we have they don't have the cortex and they don't have the reward system so what are we really going to learn about ourselves by giving these animals drugs? Right. Um, well, I guess in terms of it doesn't have a reward system, so you're not um, getting it addicted. MDMA is also non-addictive. But so, I'm saying, like, that's, uh, that's the interesting the, thing. Right. Like, especially that they're using MDMA, and it is being used. Also, hallucinogenics have been much more commonly used nowadays to, or in studies to see if they can combat depressives. Like uh, psilocybin was just in the news not that long ago about being... Uh, studied once again to see if it has some properties that could uh, hinder depression. And psilocybin, for people who don't know, is the uh, active ingredient in magic mushrooms. And this is in human studies. So why would, it just seems to me, and without knowing too much information, that we're, we're doing something that probably just, I don't know, to me is unethical. And I know a lot of other people out there in the scientific community, there's, there's definitely probably reasons for it. It, it. It's just, are we doing it for the right reasons? Or are we just doing it type deal and see what will happen? There's a lot of people out there who just like to experiment and see what happens. I've been there. I've done that. But these octopus or octopi, do they want to do that? I, yeah. I mean, at that point, you get into, you're getting into an ethical choice of, like, what animals' opinions are and stuff. And that that becomes a rabbit hole that... Oh, yeah. No, like, down. I accept that we have mice and rats and things like that. Octopi are a little bit more sentient than those are. Um, in my opinion, personally. Oh, no, they're, they're yeah. incredibly intelligent animals. Yeah, right? exactly. So why you'd start the test on them? Like, let's go down to a lower level and, like... Well, I mean, ev- evolutionary-wise, without a spinal cord, you, they would be considered a, a lower level. I mean, it, and I'm just I'm just giving you... No, no, I I'm know. just the facts that yeah. I can give you. Yeah, you're, and um, exactly. It, it's just, it uh, still won't clarify anything. Yeah, I mean, really, it's it's a... It's, there, it's an experiment to... to both sides. Right, oh, yeah, there are. It's, it's an experiment to learn more about about evolutionary trends of, of why like why do they have that transport if they don't have these things mm-hmm. but it it changes learning more about um an animal's brain whether they are very similar to us you know using mice as as an example that that goes down that path as something more similar to us or mm-hmm. an octopus as uh more more different than us um you know learning what the pathways and the various molecules do in these animals can help you kind of make ideas for what the next one is going to be. Uh, science is a lot about, you know, you find a lot of the wrong things, which helps you narrow down what the right things are. And if we can learn more about what's going on in uh, an animal's brain and how things interact in an animal's brain, we can possibly work towards those ideas of what's, 
what's going on in human brains with the the chemical imbalances and things as well. So I, I have an I have an opinion that is probably along that's what this is about. It's it's about finding those pathways, understanding them better than what we already do, why things are different, and understanding what those changes mean, because that could come back to how do we change those imbalances in humans? And here are things that are happening in other animals. So if we replicate that in humans, that could change it and that could create a balance. Oh, no. I, yeah. And that, I'm just, that, that was just an idea. That's just going off this article, the way they put it and oh, yeah. read it in this article. They're like, oh, yeah, they're not like humans. So, but they have this. So we gave it to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so they're not like humans, but they have this. So you're going to see like how it can help a human by giving them something that humans take, but they don't have these other parts of the brain that it does affect, but they have this way. It, it's just very odd. Uh, Right. And I think, again, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that this is still a very open-ended research thing. Like I said, they they don't they can't tell you if it has more has different effects on the male octopus compared to a female octopus and they can't they, the, 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 the sizes and th- the uh, sample size that they have is too small to be able to give you enough information but it's a uh, basics of what's going on in fact that something that they didn't that they weren't expecting it to go this extreme they didn't think like oh, they're going to start acting in this particular way. So the fact that it happens, I think, is is why they're sharing that information and why you're seeing it in online articles opposed to some of the other ones that are that, that kind of hold back and wait till the rest of the research is finished and, and they have a more complete product. And I think that's why I also have a little bit more against it too because why are you releasing this information with not enough concrete findings like this might just be these seven octopus and then the hundred others that they do don't react quite the same way it, it, with only seven that's way too small of a control group to define anything right I, I think part of it is by putting it out there you get more interest in what's possibly being done and so maybe you can find uh grants you can bring in money you can actually get that research further off the ground and maybe you can get it done a little bit quicker because you have more money to put at it Rather than, you know, maybe it's like five people right now. You could end up with a bigger group. I have, I have no idea. I, yeah, no, just... it's one of those things, though, like the alcohol study. That alcohol study, like, has hardly any scientific basis of alcohol hurts everybody. Right. Well, those people that didn't take alcohol, I'm pretty sure, do they put on deodorant? Do they use the Listerine mouthwash? Blah, right. blah, blah. They were alcohol users, too. Did you not take that into account? Right. And so and, there's just so many erroneous scientific oh, statements nowadays. Right. And I, that's it, why it's I, getting really annoying that there's, oh, this is what we found off of a very small control group. Well, you need to do some more research before you even say this is what we really found because you might have found that. But that could be false five days later. Right. And again, that's why they that's why they say that. And I, I've said it before. I think there are certain, certain things that are what I will consider bad science where mm-hmm. the, the data that they're giving isn't necessarily complete. And and as of right now, yes, I would say this is bad, bad science. science. There's, exactly. And that's there's, what I'm there's trying interesting. To get. There are interesting things in it that that give you reason to expound upon that. But the fact that they even admit like this is not a complete thing. Yeah. And makes so, me realize like, OK, yes, this is bad science as a start. But it's only a start. There's more to be done. That, no, that makes and it... yeah. So we could agree it's bad science, and then like for me, it pulls an ethical part into it too. For me, because I I care about animals more than I do humans any day of the week. So it pulls me into ethical dispute of I don't want them doing this research because they they already haven't done good to begin with. So if they continue down that line in the same manner that they've been doing, what what's going to happen? Yeah, I'm coming from a different point of view. It's the the start of it is yes, this small subject is a bad science thing, but knowing that. 
now there's a there's a reason for a much larger pool to be able to to look at because if even if they continue with it there's much there you get more data points and you get a much mm-hmm. larger pool then you have a better understanding of what's going on no I and as that, a scientific i i agree I, I i like animals more than i like people but i also enjoy scientific fact and the only way you're going to get that is by experimenting with things and that means experimenting with animals or experimenting with people experimenting with the environment uh you, you have to experiment with things in order to to figure stuff out yeah and I otherwise we're standing around a fire pit saying "Ooh, the gods gave us warmth yeah they do <laughs> i mean but that's the point like you, you do <laughs> that but eventually but eventually you know you you do those experiments you realize that oh fire friction Mm-hmm. energy and you you continue to expound upon those things by creating more data points and while i uh, that i can say something's bad science it doesn't mean that it's not good or that it shouldn't be done it means that there's not enough information and that something it need, more needs to be done in order for me to understand that that is uh, that that can be considered good science yeah and i can only hope that this research goes in a better direction because i mean just from how the article reads, and this came from Gizmodo, it, it's just one of those things. They and start off with the first two guys we gave too much to. Well, why didn't you start off in small doses? <laughs> like, you it caused adverse effects, effects within these animals. Like, they were freaking out, and they turned white. And then you were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't give them so much. Mm-hmm. Like, always start with less, and if that doesn't show a response, do a little bit more do a little bit more right and obviously you don't know how much to start with but that's why you just start with the bare minimum so, so there's a couple couple things one i will say is, is uh gizmodo i think the article is, that they have is sourced from current biology at the bottom but going off of what you just said they may have thought that they actually had a smaller dose and found out afterwards that they didn't and i do agree that that if they if that isn't the case that they should have started off with something smaller yeah uh, I can definitely agree with that, and they should have, you know, slowly worked their way up. Yeah, and them uh, having if, that towards the beginning of the article is really the, what just well, set the tone. So, but that should actually set a different tone to you. It, it set, to me, it sets a tone of open and honesty. It, it says we screwed up. Here are the bad things that happened that we we learned from, and that set to me sets a tone of okay. So they're not trying to hide something. They're saying we did this and we went too far and we re- we we scaled yeah. back heavily and that's what i see so yeah, that's that's, what, that, that's my opinion of it yeah. i can i can see your point again that's why i say i agree that if they because it doesn't again it doesn't say how much they used or why mm-hmm. they they chose the amount that they chose for the the first two uh, but if they picked like an arbitrary amount and they didn't really do the math to figure out how much that was yeah then that is a problem if yeah. they if they thought they that they did the math and they thought they had a small enough amount because again they don't give you that i wish they would give you the that yeah, information yeah, exactly. but they don't then and i could this, compare this, yeah if they gave you like it was you know 0.05 milligrams mm-hmm. uh that they, they added to the math and that's what it is and then you can you can do the math and figure out how many parts per million or whatever mm-hmm. if that was the case then maybe they thought they had a small enough amount but you know, at least to me, reading that in the beginning of the article sets a tone of honesty, and uh, that I'm not looking at it going, okay, what are they, what are they hiding from me? Yeah, that's true. It's it's just one of those things. I read so. it, and that got me worked up immediately because I love animals, and it's who I am. And there's going to be people everywhere who have both of our point of views, mm-hmm. like your scientific side, my non-scientific side, and that's just how it goes. Right. Yeah. So hopefully everything goes good going forward, and they don't trip out these octopi. Right. But yeah, so that's it for that. Yeah. Um, Going to other animals, um, you're way off topic, no <laughs> druggies. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe Nagini was uh, biting some druggies in Harry Potter and whatnot. 
But uh, for the Harry Potter fans out there, it is confirmed that Fantastic Beasts 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald, will uh, feature Claudia Kim as Nagini. Nagini is a human being was a human being i should say with a uh, a blood curse and was able to or maybe it was an animagus there's not too much information out there now uh was able to turn into nagini the snake she was originally a circus performer turning into a snake for muggles to uh entertain them and then eventually who knows how she became one of the horror crookses for voldemort so it, it's just one of those interesting aspects if you go back and you read the books know that that snake nagini is actually a person trapped in that body all right. I haven't read any of the books, and I was. It took me a while doing that conversation just to figure out what snake you're referring to. Yeah, it's the big, the, the big snake that uh, pukes up the the body at one point. And not the snake in the second movie. The no, 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 not not that one. Not the not the 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 serpent or whatever that was in the. Uh, I haven't seen the movies in a long time. I, I don't uh, remember her eating anybody in the n- book. It, I want to say she, it was. I think Harry. I think it was one of the points where Harry was um, like dreaming and seeing through the eyes oh. of something else and like she's they're in the like the rundown house and like they i think she regurgitates like a maybe like an infant-esque looking voldemort thing okay yeah that might have happened yeah i i was thinking like full-on human body i'm like i don't know no don't no know i was like that. i remember i think it was like like a infant looking voldemort you would have been talking about the fourth book uh goblet of fire in the riddle house i i don't remember but that would have been the snake yeah that snake in that scene would be nagini mm-hmm. i don't remember the body though very possible i need to go watch those movies rewatch them see how they hold up after uh listening to the books again one of my buddies was like, yeah, the books are always so much better, but for when I don't have time for the books, the movies satisfy me enough to draw me into that world where I'm happy enough. And I'm like, man, that's a good fucking way to put it. You're right. I, I enjoyed the movies. I've yeah, they're, them, they're not bad movies. Times, they're yeah. just not the books either. Yeah. And that's Never, I, have, I, have no, I have no comparison because I haven't read the books and the my, my memory of the books is a science teacher reading them to us and me finding them incredibly boring. Yeah, a science teacher reading those books is completely wrong. That's, that's my memory of it. And I, I never went back to try it. Understand. Uh, there was a girl that I was interested in that was really, she liked the Harry Potter books and she was like, you need to, you need to read them. I'm like, all right, maybe at some point. Mm-hmm. I never did. I also moved back. I moved out from Florida, so I haven't seen her or talked to her in a very long time. That happens. That happens. Well, anything else for today? No, nothing else for me. Nothing else for me, other than uh, it's going to be time to go jamming in a castle. Going to go right. play my drums in a castle with a bunch of random, uh, uh, random people. Not even hippie people. The, the people who come out to these drum jams, you get every type of person so uh i can't even say i'm going to drum with the hippies because i'm just going to drum with everybody all right and it's gonna be great well you know you can you can add in some bongos on our way out here um and on our on your way out you can uh go to facebook give us a like at geeks with issues and i remember all of these are g33ks uh geeks with issues on facebook um, youtube youtube you subscribe. can so yeah subscribe on youtube subscribe to the to the podcast as well i mean obviously you're listening to it i hope you're subscribed share it with other people if you're on itunes leave a comment a five-star comment will any comment will get you read on the podcast because we appreciate comments oh yes and uh just in general like we said before give us some feedback let us know what you like what you don't like and uh just berate us it'll be fun yeah and until next week goodbye later <laughs>